Hey everyone, you're listening to PR Hangover, a bi-weekly public relations podcast and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter, and me, Courtney Fogel. Grab a cup of coffee and enjoy the show. Hi everyone, today I have a guest with me from our e-board for Grand Valley PRSSA. Hi, my name's Alyssa. I am Vice President of Chapter Development. So we wanted to talk about the top moments of public relations in 2018, whether good or bad, some things that kind of stood out to us over the year that raised a lot of media attention or media awareness on social media. So we're just going to jump right into it and start with January. Yeah, so one of the bigger moments in PR in January, in my opinion, was with MSU and the Larry Nasser case. That was huge, especially, you know, being from Michigan. Yeah. Um, over 160 girls, like, came forward and said that Nasser abused them, and, like, just a lot of crap went down. It was, it was really sad, honestly. It was really sad. A couple of people on the U.S. Gymnastics Board actually stepped down, and then after, I believe after that or before that, the MSU president stepped down too, and she had this resignation letter, and I believe that was the letter that was released, and I remember reading it and just being like, this is one of the worst resignation letters I've ever read, because she made it all about herself rather than the situation. Mm -hmm. I just remember it coming across that way. That may have been the resignation letter. Um, and then she actually was just charged last month for lying about not knowing about the abuse. Yeah. Mm. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. That was definitely, I think the way that MSU's, you know, higher ups handled that was just really bad. And it really was. They didn't handle it well at no. all. I no. remember being in class, like cap 220, and mm-hmm. just being like, I can't believe that they're handling it this way. Yeah. Like, we would talk about it in class, like, every day. Yeah. Well, moving on to something else that was kind of negative, well, actually really negative, was the H&M controversial ad of the little boy that had a t-shirt on that said, coolest monkey in the jungle. And he was an African-American boy, and everyone just did not like that and basically said that H&M was being racist, that they were being tone deaf, that they should not have ever released that image, and... PR professionals, too, have been talking about why would they... How did that get through? Yeah. How did they not think, oh, maybe that's a bad idea? Mm -hmm. Um, Multiple celebrities cut ties with the brand. The Weeknd made a statement on social media. Um, And then LeBron James put an edited photo of the picture, and he put king of the world and put a crown on the little boy and made this long caption just about, like, the importance of... Companies not doing stuff like that yeah. and being culturally sensitive and not diminishing black people. So that was definitely super controversial. We talked about that in a lot of my classes, too. Um, I took some classes over the summer, and we talked about that a lot. Yeah. I don't remember that happening, strangely. It was huge. It yeah. was huge. Yeah. I know. I think about that all the time, though. Like, how does this go through? Like, who yeah. let this 
happened. Yeah. Well, the mom of the boy, actually, she was like, we didn't think anything of it. It was not meant to be like that. Mm. But the thing is, is that when you have a product and when you're a company and when you're working in public relations, you have to think about everything that could possibly go wrong. So it's like, why did somebody not say, well, maybe this will be taken in the wrong way? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, like, if they responded well or not? No, they didn't. They just were like, we missed the mark, basically. We shouldn't have done it. Um, Because I remember when, like, Dove did that with that one Instagram ad. mm -hmm. But they responded really well to theirs. And they're, like, a valued company, you know? Um, no, H&M didn't, they responded, but, you know, it just wasn't, it just wasn't good enough. And people are, are still angry about it, boycotting H&M. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So, on to February? Yes, on to February. So, one big thing that I thought was kind of fun about February was when Elon Musk launched his personal car into space. I thought that was so crazy. It was basically just this big promotion for Tesla and their space exploration, whatever, I don't even know, like SpaceX program or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And they had a mannequin in the front seat. It was like a live footage. Like, they showed everything online. Mm-hmm. They had the mannequin in the front seat. They named him Starman. And they had David Bowie, Life on Mars, playing on a loop. And I thought that was awesome. And they just shot the car into space. <laughs> yeah, so that's really interesting. Definitely, like, a huge thing to happen to gain a lot of attention. But, see, on my end here in February, Kylie Jenner had just announced <laughs> that she had her baby. So that's the second point we want to talk about. So I was totally unaware of this whole Tesla ordeal because I was focused on the pop culture thing mm-hmm. happening. Um, so Kylie Jenner was absent from social media for the whole end of 2017 And people were like, is she pregnant? What's going on? Where is she? What is she doing? And I just remember every day there would be another story about, like, what is going on? Is she pregnant? And something that I think raised the speculation was that she never confirmed or denied the news. She just, like, didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. And her sisters and her mom, like, They were, like, all all pregnant at the same time. They were, which is, like, so weird. It was so confusing, too, to, like, keep keep up with the Kardashians. But, like... (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They uh, it was kind of funny because like during interviews and stuff, they wouldn't specify like which daughter they were talking about that was pregnant because they were pregnant at the same time. But so basically, this was just kind of genius. Um, she announced her pregnancy with a video online, and it went crazy. Everybody was like mind blown that this happened. She hid her whole pregnancy. Um, her video announcement was timed out really nicely, kind of right around the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it it was a big ordeal. Definitely. I, I remember, so I'm not, like, a diehard Kardashian-Jenner fan, but, mm-hmm. like, I keep up casually. Like, yeah. I still, I'm still kind of invested, kind mm-hmm. of like a guilty pleasure thing. And so when that video came out, I was like, oh, my gosh. Because yeah. I, like, I really had no idea that. She was pregnant. Like, it was such a huge thing. Well, like, I can definitely admit that the whole entire time of all of the speculation, I was, like, following. I was really following. I was, like, on and off, yeah. Yeah. I would honestly look at her Instagram to see, like, (laughs) does it look like a baby bump? (laughs) But, um, yeah, so when that came out, I was mind blown. A lot of people were mind blown. Yeah, big, definitely big thing Mm -hmm. in February. Yeah. 
Okay, moving on to March. So another big thing that happened in March was the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica crisis. That whole mm-hmm. thing it was huge right huge. before election time, right yeah. after the 2016 election. Um, they ba- Basically, Facebook let Cambridge Analytica have data on over 87 million users to use for political purposes. It's yeah. just insane, like that our data is out there like that. But anyway, like, consumer trust basically just plummeted and stock plummeted. And then Mark Zuckerberg had to give a testimony in Congress basically telling everyone that it's okay, even though we kind of know it's not. But I feel like a lot of people don't really care, though. Like, they're just kind of like, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you want my data, you can have it. But I – and personally, I don't think it's good, but – I think people may not understand, for mm-hmm. one. And who is going to go through and read the whole entire, like, usage agreement? Nobody. So even exactly. if that information was put in there, like, hey, this is happening. We're taking this information from you. People don't read that. And so then when they look back and they're like, hey, that's that's bad. Why are you doing this? And mm-hmm. then they're like, well, hey, but we told you. Yeah. But the thing is, is like, are they ethically disclosing, like, the proper amount of information or not and they probably aren't no yeah so now i mean they're still having problems now yeah and even i think google's ceo was just in a testimony so yeah yeah it's it's affecting tech companies all over the place now yep Mm -hmm. so in the future we'll see what they do to try to Bring that in. Yeah. Um, And then another big PR moment was March for Our Lives, which um, we actually, we went to the PRSSA National Conference in Austin, Texas in October, and we had the opportunity to hear um, Delaney Tarr speak. She was one of the students from the high school that um, had the shooting. Right. And it was very powerful hearing them speak. It was very powerful. They basically, they were all student activists, and they took to Twitter, they took to the news, to the media, and they rallied, and they created this march that ended up taking place on March 23rd, um, and they did it really fast. And one of the things that they talked about during their presentation that we saw was just that they were told to, like, push it back, push it back. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to do it this fast. And they spent days just yeah. it was doing nothing but planning Just it. over a month after it happened. Yeah. Like, it's it's amazing how fast they pulled it together. Yeah. And it was nationwide, yes. worldwide, even. Yeah, and they just, they were able to put their message out there. They were able to be really powerful and kind of become these figures for activism for Gun control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was another really big thing that happened. Yeah. That was my favorite part about PRSSA National it was, Conference. Too. It was, like, very emotional and powerful, but then... I cried, like, five times. Yeah. And these people are just... They're, they're younger just, than they're us. younger than us, but they're just so smart. Yeah. Yeah. They're doing everything. <laughs> yeah, they're doing big things. Yes. Big things. Moving on to April... So, right off the bat, Southwest Airlines. That was huge in April. Um, a woman died after partially being sucked out of a window after a malfunction. I just don't understand how that, how that could happen. So, the plane was hit by debris, and 
I guess it like blew part of the engine off or something like that and the window or a piece of the engine like broke the window and then the woman was like partially sucked out of it. I think. I'm not an expert on the situation. I believe that's what happened. I can't really remember. But I just remember hearing about it and being like terrified to fly after that. Like like going to Austin, Texas, I was freaking out, not gonna lie. Yikes. Yeah. So how was their response? So a lot of people were writing on their website, their social media, calling in, saying that they were too scared to fly. They wanted refunds on their tickets. And Southwest responded by basically saying, like, tickets are non-refundable, but they could exchange their flights for a later flight, like, within the next 12 months. That way, so, like, they could be scared right now, but they might you know, need that flight in the next 12 months. So basically, like, we're not going to give you your money back, but I don't know. I don't know if that was, like, a good way to go with it, but... Yeah. Um, This article here says that they sent $5,000 checks to passengers that were on the flight. I guess that's... I guess that's nice, but still, that's a really traumatic Very traumatic. Um... And their statement, um, they said, we are deeply saddened to confirm that there is one fatality resulting from the accidents. Hmm. And that they were devastated and sending their deepest and heartfelt sympathy. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another pretty negative crisis situation was Starbucks. Um, They had their racial bias incident in Philadelphia and if you'd like to know more about this, I actually have a whole entire podcast dedicated to this. Um, it talks about crisis communications and kind of how they responded to the incident. Um, but Forbes says that they responded really well. They get an A in crisis management, they say. Mm-hmm. Um, they responded very quickly. They were very concerned. Um, and they wanted to do something and wanted to do it fast. And they wanted to say, like, this isn't our company. This isn't... Yeah. I think it's great that they actually made it public, like, that that they actually were closing down the stores. They were making an effort. They were actually showing the public, like, they're actually doing something. Yeah. Because a lot of companies just say, oh, we've implemented new policies. This won't happen again. They don't ever explain what they have done, and they don't attack the issue head on. Mm-hmm. And Starbucks really did that. And I think that was great. Um, their chairman, Howard Schultz, he actually took it personally and he just said, I take everything personally that our company does because it's so important to me and like, that is my, that is my job. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so they handled that pretty well, but definitely discrimination is something that all companies need to be aware of and the comp- the community, like, the company culture is huge, mm-hmm. so they need to take that in con- into consideration. Right. On to so, May. Yeah, on to May. I just want to put a quick plug in for May, just the royal wedding. Yeah. Because I was following that, because I, I love it. I don't know why. <laughs> like, I'll be watching The Crown on Netflix, like, every time it comes out, I'm obsessed with it. I just am fascinated by the royals. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Americans are because we don't have that. Well, and we had an American. Yes, and it's Meghan Markle. And I I love her. She's beautiful, too. (laughs) And I loved her watching Suits. I loved that show. 
So, I don't know. I just wanted to put that as one of my PR moments, but we can move on because that was just a short one. Well, yeah, well, but even though, I mean, it's just a short one, it it did have a big impact. I mean, like, obviously it's broadcast on TV. Yeah. And just, like... It was it, everywhere. People have, like, parties to celebrate. Yeah. Watching parties. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely a big one. So, moving on to Roseanne. Mm. Um, <laughs> I forgot about this. Yeah, Roseanne tweeted something that was... Pretty racist. Pretty um, racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sh- really racist. Um, she apologized, but ABC canceled her show. Um, which, good job, ABC, because, yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, when you're in the spot like that, spotlight like that, you cannot say stuff like that, whether you're a comedian or not. Because that was the thing, is that a lot of people came up and they're like, but she's a comedian. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. No. And a lot of people were like, oh, she was on Xanax. Was, wasn't that what she said? Like, she was on Xanax or something? Let's, let's confirm. I swear. I, th- I don't know. But even then, like, if you're on medication, that doesn't suddenly make you a no. racist. <laughs> but no. I don't know. I, I think ABC did good in canceling her show, though. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. Did you hear Yanni or Laurel? I heard Yanni. Is it Yanni or Yanni? I can't remember if it was I heard Yanni. I think I heard Laurel at first. But I don't I, think I ever heard... Well, like, those... Okay, so what we're talking about is <laughs> there was a um, Yanni-Laurel tweet. It was this piece of audio, and if you listen to it, some people heard Yanni, and some people heard Laurel. It was Laurel. And people flipped. <laughs> I don't remember. I feel like I heard Yanni, but I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was Laurel. (laughs) Anyway, um, this is something that happened in response to that. So, the Air Force, they did something bad. Um, They tweeted, they were trying to, in my opinion, they were trying to keep up with this funny yeah they were trying thing. to be relevant and yeah. I think they just missed the mark they really. did not they did not do a good job mm-hmm. um they tweeted and said something just I don't even want to say it they um they made a, a comment about the sound of Yanni Laurel compared to the sound of U.S. airstrikes in Afghanistan um and it was is just really disrespectful Oh, absolutely. They then um, apologized for the tweet, and they said it was made in poor taste and that they were addressing it internally and that they have removed it. So the tweet kind of just talked about an attack and just made a joke about it, and it's not it's not something that you can joke about. Um, so that caused a lot of controversy, and um, yeah. Line it up a bit. Yeah, let's <laughs> line it up a bit. On to June. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about this or do you want me to talk about it? Well, okay, June. This is like the like monumental moment yeah. of the year, which was drumroll. I have. Yep, with a B, <laughs> I have. Um, this was super fun. <laughs> I have Went to Twitter, and they said, hey, we're changing your name to IHOB. They changed their um, profile picture. They started tweeting. They 
I think they even started replacing some of their signs. Yes. Like, at certain locations. Yes. Like, turning the P yeah. upside down or something. And people yeah. were like, what are you doing? And what does it mean? And what does it stand for? And it just created all this attention. And then they were like, it's the International House of Burgers. <laughs> and then everyone, and everyone was, was disappointed. So then Wendy's <laughs> tweeted back to them, and then Burger King got in on the fun. And Burger Netflix. King said like Burger or Pancake King. Or yeah, something like that. That was everybody funny. was just kind of mocking them. So it's like, was this good or was this bad? I don't know. It got people talking. It did. It was everywhere. Have you tried their burgers though? I haven't. Me neither. I just I don't get why they didn't say International House of Brunch. It would have worked. It would have worked. But they're promoting their burgers. I know. But, yeah, so in an, in an <laughs> attempt to promote their burgers, they did this, like, little rebrand thing, got a whole bunch of attention. People were mad. People thought it was funny, but people were mad. I thought it was kind of kind of a stunt. It was. Lie. It was. I, and as a PR person, I don't really like random little stunts, but... I think it's funny. It was funny. I think it's funny. It was. But... It also seemed kind of like they got a little bit of backlash, and then they were like, just kidding, we're Mm -hmm. back to IHOP. So was it their real plan to, like, go forth with this I doubt it. That would have been so much money to change everything. It would have been stupid, but, yeah. So that one's a little bit more lighthearted compared to the previous month. Um, Let's move on to July. I'll let you talk about Kylie Jenner again. Okay. So, um, this deals with Kylie Jenner and Forbes. They named her the self-made billionaire. And people were like, no, she's not self-made. So, this caused quite a controversy. Um, Obviously, Forbes backed her. Um... And her family, of course. Mm-hmm. And some it was just an argument of whether or not she was self-made, if that was the right term for her. Because yeah. she comes from money, but then at the same time, she did create this business. Yeah, but she is in, like, a place of privilege, you know? Right. Like, if she were one of us, it would have been a lot harder to get there. Right. And she would never have gotten there that fast. Right. But then you have to look at, like, how extreme her company is and how it is how successful huge. she is mm-hmm. and then you're like is she self-made or not yeah I don't know if self-made is like the best term term yeah I'd probably change that she's definitely is like amazing like she's everything she's done a successful businesswoman for sure yeah I just I think self-made can be changed to something else it can, it can be like offensive too to, pe- to other people yeah yeah so that was that for July. And then August. August. I'll take over this one. So the movie pass crisis. I don't know if you know what movie pass is, but it's basically like a company. You pay $10 a month and you can see one movie a day for like the entire month for only $10 for that whole month. Okay. And it basically tanked. Like people were showing up at the theater to like... All summer, June, July, August, all summer to, you know, watch a movie. They would give them their MoviePass credit card, and it would say that it was declined. And MoviePass was just never, never upfront about what was going on with their consumers. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a terrible, terrible way to handle it. 
they had to take out a loan to cover just the cost of all the movies that their consumers were seeing. And it was just a mess. It was a huge mess. And I, I think they recently, just a couple days ago, rolled out a new system, too, to try and redeem themselves. But it was ridiculous. And then they sent out this tweet, like an I'm sorry tweet, with like a dog, like a, a dog, dog picture. And that everyone dog was just going to make everything better. Literally. Like, everyone was like, okay, you missed the mark, dude. Like, yeah, that was uncalled for. This is why companies need to be... Honest and transparent with their consumers and just kind of let them know what's going on and not have some random stuff come up and then be like, oh, sorry. Yeah, they were just being very hush-hush about the whole thing. It was, I think it was handled so poorly. It could have been done way differently. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on to September. So Nike was the talk of September with their advertisement. Do you want to talk about this? I guess I could. <laughs> We've been talking about it a lot in our classes this year. Yeah. Um, it's everywhere. It it's is. It's huge. It's just like, it's one of those things where it's like, should a company get involved in, like, take a stand in a political issue? Yeah. And some people love it and some people hate it. Yeah. And people were saying they were going to, like, burn their Nike clothes. And they were. They were, like, posting videos. And I just... That was ridiculous. Like, you already gave them your money. What's the point? But I think from a PR perspective, Nike stood with it. Yeah. They kept it. They stood by what their choice was, and I think that was great. Mm -hmm. They didn't roll back on anything. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. October has an interesting one for us. So, Philip Morris... um, he actually is involved with um, Mar- how do you say Mar- Marlboro. Marlboro. It's so hard to say out loud. It is. Marlboro. Marlboro. Um, yeah, so he basically decided to start this campaign for, like, anti-smoking, um, which is kind of, people were like, what? This you're like a cigarette brand. Why are you um, like talking about this smoke-free future program? Um, yeah. It yeah. says they make 800 billion cigarettes each year. Philip Morris International. That's insane. And then they yeah. launched this campaign. So then they launched this campaign. Um, but, I mean, they're still making cigarettes, so it's kind of like, well... What are you actually doing to help? Right. Is this just... To try to, like, look good, and then people are like, oh, they're trying to stop smoking, but I'm still going to smoke their cigarettes. It's very confusing. It is very confusing. Like, the more you think about it, the more confusing it is. Yeah. It kind of goes along with what you were just saying, except not, like, companies getting involved in political matters, but, like, in social, like, responsibility, or, you know what I'm talking about? Kind Mm -hmm. of, like, how, like, everyone knows smoking is bad. Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're trying to appeal to both people who smoke right. and people who don't smoke. Like, I feel it makes no sense. Yeah. They were saying that it was a new way to give up cigarettes. Um, and basically that they were going, they could go to this website and then they could create a profile and, like, have people help them quit. But it just doesn't make sense for a brand that sells cigarettes. I feel like there's, like, an ulterior motive or something. Yeah, that it's fishy. Yeah. It is. Yeah, that's weird. Interesting to note, though. Interesting. 
November. All right. So I'll talk about the Google walkout. Okay. That was huge in November. Um, so about a week before the Google walkout, the New York Times released an article talking about how um, an executive, Andy Rubin at Google, he was he resigned, technically resigned, and received ninety million dollar a ninety million dollar payout, even though he actually sexually harassed a woman. And this New York Times article also pointed fingers at two other executives that were high up at Google. Um, so a lot that received a lot of backlash from Google's employees. You know, when you think of Google, you think of this like innovative, modern, socially responsible mm-hmm. company. And then you hear everything that's happening behind the scenes and you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I guess things aren't that good at Google then. Right. So they had this walkout. Yeah. So on November 1st at 11 a.m., like offices worldwide just walked out of Google. Like employees just walked out. I think if I remember the number correctly, it was like 20,000 employees just walked right out in protest of how Google handled the sexual assault cases. Mm-hmm. And then they also were really upset because Google wasn't handling like cases of discrimination appropriately. And they also, the employees didn't like how the contractors were being treated either. Okay. They weren't, they felt like they were just as valuable as, you know, normal Google employees, but they mm-hmm. weren't being treated as such. So they made a list of demands, gave it to the company, publicized it, mm-hmm. and had the walkout. And everything's still kind of falling into place because that was still pretty recent. But yeah, that was still recent. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a very interesting case to keep up with. I, I dived in deep with this case just for a school project, mm-hmm. but... I don't know. I'm. I really like it. I like keeping up with everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> so another big thing that happened in November, um, Payless did this little rebrand. Um, I heard about this. It's really kind of cool, actually. I think I saw this on Twitter. So <laughs> basically, um, Payless wanted to show people that buy high end shoes that Payless's shoes are still good even Mm -hmm. though they're a cheaper brand so they took over an Armani store and then renamed the location Palessi (laughs) and then they put their shoes like their normal shoes their boots and heels and all of their shoes and they sold them for designer price tags um so basically like these shoes are normally like 20 bucks or higher a little bit higher but they um they sold them for hundreds of dollars. I know. I read about that one lady who bought like her boots for six hundred dollars. Yeah, she bought these boots for six hundred dollars. So then they <laughs> they told her that these were payless shoes, and she was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" Because <laughs> like, are you serious right now? I was wondering what people's like reactions, like the people who bought the shoes. Yeah. Like, would they get their money back? Like, they did give them their okay. money back. They did, but um. It, it, like, changed the perception of Payless shoes. Yeah. And, like, one of the guys said something about how he could really tell that they were high quality. He could really tell. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so then they refunded their prices, um, their purchase prices, I mean. And then, yeah, so then there's there are videos of this going around the Internet. Um, people were really excited. 
So yeah, it was a fake luxury store. That's um, funny. I remember like I haven't gone to Payless in years, but I do remember kind of like being younger and my mom taking me. And I did kind of feel like it was like lower end shoes, you know what yeah. I mean? I've bought shoes from there though. And, I have like, too. They've lasted a long time. Yeah, they yeah. do. Like I don't know why I don't shop there more. I don't know. They but this like it's just really cool for PR because it just shows you the importance of like your brand yeah. image. Like, you know, you'd think that they completely company, flipped it. Yeah. yeah, they completely flipped it. And mm-hmm. so some people are super into the cheapness of shoes and like getting yeah. the quality I usually for do a lower get, price. I get really cheap shoes. But then there are people that are like, oh, I want to spend so much money on these <laughs> shoes. And so, yeah, it's just it's like a good conversation starter about yeah. fashion and and money and consumers Mm -hmm. so that's really fun okay so now we're at december the most exciting part of this whole podcast the most exciting thing so what's big right now um ariana grande (laughs) literally ariana grande i love her ariana grande that's all two words that's december that's it that's the end of november into december and still going strong yes so Ariana Grande released her Thank You Next song in November, but then her music video came out on the very last day of November, and mm-hmm. now in December, it's like all anyone can talk about. Still, yeah. Still. It's been like two weeks. Yes. So she did a whole bunch of promo for it in November, which was really good. Yeah. Her um, tweets, like that is what got people so excited. Yes. She was tweeting really funny tweets yes and just really cool stuff and the pictures yes leading up to it yeah and then she did she launched the video with a live stream Mm -hmm. um and then it's broken records like I don't even know how many views it has as of right now but they had millions and millions of views that very first 24 hours yeah I think it broke a record for most views in 24 hours it like beat Justin Bieber or something right yeah I don't know so she's like also, along with this whole thing is, like, women empowerment and just kind of, like, you don't need... Her speech. Did you watch it? Yes. What was that at? It was a Women of the Year. Oh, yeah. And I literally started crying. I cried, too. I cried, too. Yeah, she has had, like, a really rocky year. Maybe yeah. we should have touched on that in um, the attack that happened that, that in Manchester oh, earlier yeah. in the year. I forgot about that. But, yeah, she had that... Um, she broke up with Mac Miller. She got engaged to Pete Davidson. Mac Miller crashed his car. Maybe that was before she got engaged to Pete. I don't yeah. remember exactly. Um, and then he passed away. Yeah. And then she had, she's just like. She's been through a lot. Yeah. And she's being talked about all the time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's bad, but a lot of it's good. And it's, people are just like sharing their opinions on her life basically. But yeah. she came out with this anthem of female empowerment <laughs> and just kind of like loving yourself and taking care of yourself. I love that song. I do too. It's I do so, too. It's such a great song. It really is. And it's just, it's more than just like music. It's a representation of culture. And yeah. Yeah, it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, no, Chris Jenner, though. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay, she was great. I loved it. So They're on top of the world this year. Honestly, we're going to talk about the Jenner family again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Chris Jenner was in this video, and we love it. It was the highlight of the whole video. It was. She came on the screen, and I screamed. I was so excited when I saw her in the video. She just, like... 
And she's really milking it, though. Like, oh, yeah. She is posting about it all the time, but... They all are. Everyone all who was are. in that video. <laughs> but it's really iconic. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted, and I was like, iconic. Yeah. This is iconic. It is. Yeah. So with that, we just have to say... Thank, thank you, you next. next. And we're looking forward to seeing what PR moments happen in 2019. Hopefully some better ones. Hopefully some better ones. And obviously we couldn't touch on like everything, everything. that happened, but we just wanted to talk about the things that are most commonly talked about in our classes. And, and the it, things that stood out to us personally. Yeah. 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 For me, a lot of it is like pop culture and entertainment. I, I focus on a lot of crises. I don't know why. It just <laughs> it's fascinates okay. me. It, yeah. It's fascinating. And I think like a lot of times crises are so highly publicized that it's like we hear about it so much. Yeah. You can learn a lot from them mm-hmm. though too. It kind of sucks because a lot of PR moments that are really positive aren't always talked about. Yeah, I know. We need but, just a podcast just for... Like good things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> The good things. The good things. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks for listening and happy new year. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Twitter at GV underscore PRSSA. And check out the show notes for this episode on GVPRSSA.com.